Hey, thank you for joining us for episode nine of the Living on Purpose podcast. You're here with John Scally and Sam Kraut. And today's question is, why did Emmanuel cancel the Embrace the Truth weekend event? Yeah, this is uh, what we talked about on Sunday. Uh, I didn't want to really get into it in detail, but we felt like it would be best to talk about it on our podcast. Uh, Very, very disappointing that we had to cancel it. Mm -hmm. And so I want to just explain kind of what happened. First of all, uh, it's important to understand Abdu Murray is, uh, he's becoming a good friend of mine and someone that I really respect. And what I'm going to share today, uh, I hope helps us to understand that we really do want to have him come in the near future. I don't know, maybe not the near future, but we do want to have him come. I feel like he would be a huge help to our church in dealing with deconstructionism and some of the things that we've talked about and the very reasons uh, why we were going to have him come. Yeah. But there are some things that he is attached to. And for now, it's important for us to have some wisdom and to take a step back and just give it some time. And I think that's really the reason why we're not having him or did not have him come. So I want to read a couple of verses. The Bible says to us in Hebrews chapter 13, in verse 17, it says, Obey your leaders and submit to their authority. They keep watch over you as men who must give an account. Obey them so that their walk may be a joy, not a burden, for that would be of no advantage to you. Really want to focus on not really the idea of obeying your leaders, but the focus of that they keep watch over your souls. I think that's an important thing. That's an obligation of an elder. And I feel and I take that very seriously. And so there was a report that came out recently that linked Abdu Murray to the RZIM ministry, which was Ravi Zacharias. Mm-hmm. Many people that are uh, into understanding Ravi's ministry realized that over the course of many years, he was found to be involved in a lot of sexual sin. Now, none of this came out until after his death. He had cancer and he died. And so these things came out later. Well, Abdu Murray was on the executive team for his ministry. Okay. And so there was some question. And even some people in the church came to me and asked us, well, you know, he was living in uh, in sexual sin, Ravi was. What about the people that were working for him? Were they hiding it? Were they, uh, you know, collaborating with him in it? Mm-hmm. Were they, um, you know, these kinds of... Protecting him or yeah, something, yeah. Yeah, these were the kinds of questions that were coming up. Well... Uh, Abdu had been recommended to me from a couple different people, in particular, a mentor of mine who is a tremendous uh, leader in ministry and a former pastor who God has used immensely in the state of Michigan. And then also uh, having the privilege of being on the board at Lake Ann Camp, Abdu Murray came and he shared with the staff and the board the training that we have yearly. And he shared just incredible things uh, about truth and the importance of truth and what's happening in our culture today as it relates to truth and especially in connection to the counselors when it comes to counseling teenagers through these difficult questions that really are leading many teenagers into deconstructionism. So it was a tremendous time at Lake Ann. Mm -hmm. Abdu was, he was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. I mean, the things that he shared were incredible. And so it really was my desire to bring him here. We were really excited about it. We had a whole weekend planned. It was going to be incredible. The problem 
was that right before I went on vacation, literally uh, just over a week before he was going to come for the weekend, there was a report that came out. And in the report, basically, it was citing him and the leadership team in handling the situation over the years poorly. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Do we make a reaction or a response? We talk about this all the time, right? Mm -hmm. We need to respond, not react. And so I want to be clear that we are not reacting, but we are giving some time uh, before we would use them in ministry here. Just mm -hmm. because the report was signed by some pretty well-known Christian apologists, do I believe it's true? I don't, listen, I don't know the answers to that. And by the way, it was never claimed that he or the executive team hid anything. Hmm. The problem really was in the investigation, there were those that were a part of the ministry uh, in Ravi Zacharias' ministry where they came forward with concerns and the executive team did not hear their concerns. At least that's the allegation. Okay. And so it was uh, in the report, it was troubling to those who had done the research that this is how it how it played out, that the basically the senior leadership team did not deal with the inquiries. They did not deal with the things that were said. And there was even uh, some that were claiming that the leadership team was very harsh with them, uh, very, very uh, you know cold toward them, thought that they were coming out uh, against Ravi as a way to tear down the ministry ultimately. Now, I think time has proven uh, at least through this report, that really that wasn't the motivation. The motivation uh, was to deal with some of the abuse that was going on within the ministry. And, um, you know, some of the things that were cited were intimidation, mistreatment, and that some of the people that came forward were retaliated against, these kinds of things. Um, and, you know, I mean, what's the answer to this? We really don't know. Uh, again, um, Abdu Murray's is a part, or was a part, I should say, of an executive team of three different people. And so the report, you can read it. Uh, we can post the link to it. You can read it. Um, but it really cited a lack of leadership on their part when it came to handling the things that were coming out in the open. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the reality is, is I, I mean, I could read the report out loud. I'm not going to do that. But the reality is for us as a church, my number one responsibility as a lead pastor of our church and the other elders under my leadership, it's our responsibility to protect the flock that God has given to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, this was one of those situations. I had a teacher in high school who was also my coach, and he often said, uh, when in doubt, don't. Hmm. And I love that statement because if you have doubt to something, you shouldn't do it. Right. And so I ended up getting a hold of my mentor, and I ended up um, just talking to our team. And the conclusion that was pretty clear to us is that the timing of having this event in light of this report, it would not be appropriate for us to do so, especially in a culture today where there is much abuse. Um, there is much abuse all around us in the church world, in secular America, everywhere, there is uh, there's abuse that's going on. And uh, do I believe that uh, Abdul Murray was hiding anything? I do not. I do not believe that. I do believe he's a man of integrity. I do believe he's a man of character. We had a long conversation on the phone. He was grateful with uh, how I, how the church has handled the situation. Um, I really hope to have him in the future. I really do. Mm -hmm. 
I think there are some things that need to be cleared up. And he came out with the response to the report. I've not yet read the response, um, but I do believe that he is a man of integrity and character and that he will work through these things. And he's told me that there are even people that he has apologized to. Now, here's the thing. It would be really easy for us just to be critical hmm. and judgmental. And one-sided. And one-sided, yeah. exactly. But the fact is, is that we've all at some time in our life, maybe we didn't uh, sin by causing something, but maybe we reacted in the wrong way. I know, I know in my life, I talk about this all the time in my family with my wife, like I don't sin against her in the beginning of situations very often. For me, it's always my reactions. I react poorly to my wife. I'll be the first one to tell you. I just, I have a temper at times. I struggle with being competitive. And so it's easy for me to react. And I think that the leadership team, there's a good chance that some of their reactions just were not wisdom filled, if that makes sense. Right. It's that whole flesh versus the spirit type thing. Yeah. And I think that there's a good chance they meant well, mm. but they just maybe didn't handle things as well as they could have. Do I think that I would have done the same thing? I've had this conversation with several people. I'm a very loyal person. So if you attack someone on my team or my family, my first reaction is to protect. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I've found over the years, especially with many of the situations that have come out, is that it's really important not to default to protection, but to hear the heart of a person and to realize that sometimes the people that we love the most, the people that we're the closest to, are people that... Uh, that fail us the most yeah. and fail others. And that's why I always tell people when it comes to their relationship to me as a pastor, I always tell them, look to Jesus because I'm going to fail you. Mm -hmm. There are times when I will fail you. I don't want to fail you. I love you. I don't want to fail you. But there are things that I'll say or things that I'll do or maybe things that I don't do that will fail you. And ultimately, your relationship has to be connected to Christ. And that's so important. But so many times we are so relationally based beings that we we connect to each other and then we defend and protect each other. And mm -hmm. so I had, like I said, I had a long conversation uh, with Abdu on the phone and I asked him straight up. I said, you just need to tell me, did you know of any of these things that were going on in Ravi's ministry? And he said, absolutely not. Hmm. He said, I was as shocked as anyone when these things came out. Do I believe he's telling the truth? I 100% believe he's telling the truth. And so I want to be very careful in saying that Abdu Murray is a man of integrity, I believe, and I do believe he's going to work through whatever hurt he has caused his role in this. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that Emmanuel as a church will be gracious and loving and understanding in realizing that it is still my intent to bring him here at some point. But the timing just was not right right now. There's some things that have to be worked out. I, I think of what the Bible has to say when Jesus said, if you realize that someone has an issue with you and you're at the altar worshiping, you should actually leave your worship at the altar and go and make it right with that person and then come back and offer your gift to God. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's one of those situations right now where there's some things that he needs to clean up. There's some things that the team needs to clean up. By the way, some of the things uh, may not even be true. Some of the things that have been said in the information, there may be things that you know he needs to repent of, but there may be things that others need to re- repent to him of because, again, like you said, it's one side, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of the situation we're in. But we felt as a leadership team that right now it was appropriate for us to hold off on doing this event. I've talked to him, as I've said, it was a good conversation. He understood, we prayed together. And um, I hope and pray that um, we can have this event in the future. I will say in the conclusion of uh, the article that came out, uh, it was said to his credit, Abdu Murray has made some efforts toward reconciling with a couple of former employees since they first confronted him more than a year ago. And so uh, that's a good thing. Out of the three people on the leadership team, he was the one that was singled out for doing that. And I praise him for that. I respect him for that. And uh, I look forward to partnering with him in the future if the Lord wills. We will absolutely take our time in this. Mm -hmm. We'll absolutely pray over it. We'll absolutely look to counsel over it. Um, But for now, sometimes, you know, God tells you in answer to prayer, sometimes God says yes, sometimes God says no, and sometimes God says not now. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God very clearly made it known to us that not now. I think that's wisdom. That's that's like you said. It's a, a response, not a reaction. Um, and I know that we were all looking forward to this event for for months ahead of time. We even had that interview with him over the Zoom call. You can listen to that on episode five. We left that up because the information there is so good and so needed for for now. You know, so definitely go back and listen to that interview. Uh, we will drop the link to the article in the show notes here, um, so you can read through that on your own. Please contact Pastor John if you would like to discuss this further. Um, but also, if you have other questions or concerns about God, about the Bible, about church, please email Pastor John, john at life, and we will feature your question on a future episode. Thanks for joining us.